Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Catholic Recon Testimonies from Reverts and Converts. I'm your host, Eddie Trask. Don't forget to subscribe and share these videos and comment on these videos. And if you have a story, please reach out to me, info at eddietrask.com, and I'd love to have you on the show. This week's guest is Taylor Moore. Taylor Moore is in RCIA currently. There was one other guest I can remember, maybe two other guests that I remember that were interviewed in the process of RCIA. And what I find amazing about that, in fact, I think I can think of one person that said that they didn't want to share their testimony because they had not gone through RCIA. But what I encourage people to do, and this is what I appreciate about Taylor, is to share the journey be even before being received into the Catholic Church. And I think it's very special and it can really help a lot of people that are also on the journey. Taylor, thank you, first of all. Thanks for being yeah, on no, the show. Thank yeah, thanks for having me. It's a it's a it's amazing the way that we met and it's 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 awesome to be here and I'm happy to be able to share and hopefully help people along their journey or or just get the message out, you know. Uh, why don't we start there? How did we meet? Why don't you tell tell the people? Yeah, yeah so I uh, very recently was searching for a book for my brother, nonetheless, um, in a local religious store here in here in Boise, Idaho. And I was searching for Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. And I just was browsing through some other books and I came across a book that I was like, oh, this is interesting. What's the, and it was titled Confession All. And I started kind of reading the back cover and reading some things that were going on in there. And I was like, wow, this is very similar to what I kind of experienced, although we experienced it. And it's written by you, of course, for the people that don't know, it's written by Eddie. Not a shameless plug at all. Looked and I looked you up a little bit and I was like, wow, he lives in Meridian and we have this very similar story. So I ended up reaching out and uh, yeah, ended up. And then that's, that's kind of where we are here now. And we met for coffee, of course. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it's been kind of interesting to, to kind of hear somebody in your book and like that went through very similar challenging experiences with pride and all kinds of stuff like that. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I just saw like a, uh, a similarity between those types of journeys. And, and it, it was really kind of comforting to hear that somebody else had gone through some of those things. Too. Well, and it was truly comforting for me too, to hear that, you know, just to find people that have parallel journeys uh, even if it's in certain parts i just obviously it means a lot and then and then the minute we met it's like immediate friendship because of yeah. those similarities so as it relates to ending up now in rcia how did this start why don't you talk about if if you want to talk about no. this go back as far as you think is relevant and yeah bring yeah. bring everyone up to speed so yeah, I, I think to to kind of um, highlight maybe how my challenge of coming to the Catholic faith, how many kind of things were stacked against me as I, you know, God bless God bless my my family and things like that. 
but my early childhood influences uh, did not speak well about Christianity and in fact, uh, you know, influenced a evil uh, perspective on the Catholic faith in, in, in specific. So I went through a lot of my years growing up and never, um, never looking at Christianity as an option of anything that was valid. It just was a belief structure that was in me, very deeply rooted. Um, and so I went through a lot of my life with the world telling me who I was, right? Like, oh, you need to, you know, chase the, chase the money, the, the picket fence house, all, all that, all that stuff, you know? And, and so I did. And, uh, I finally got everything. Like I had a really good job. I had, uh, you know, all the, all the toys I could ever imagine. I was engaged with doing, you know, every activity that I could have possibly dreamt of doing and, uh, still was unfulfilled. And so this is where now it's kind of awesome. Um, looking back on that i so i i ended up kind of just walking away from everything in my life i had a a very sweet woman in my life of an 11 year relationship and i just was experiencing such a movement um i was fishing is where it started so i uh and i just had this interesting experience that i couldn't reproduce and that experience it was a it was an internal experience and it had me feeling very joyful and it was i was weeping tears of joy fishing and it happened for like i don't know it felt like 40 minutes i didn't look at a clock or anything like that but just and i didn't want it to stop and the it's not like i knew that that was from god at that point in time i was just like wow that was the weirdest experience I've ever had in my life. But because of my beliefs, right, uh, that it, well, it couldn't be that Jesus Christ bless his holy name forever. Uh, but uh, it couldn't have been that, right? And like, so I, I, but I started questioning everything. I started questioning, well, what was that? Like, and that kind of, um, that kind of led me down a spiritual road that was not christianity um which is fine because i learned a lot on that on that road learned a lot and god used a lot of now on the on the tail end of it i can see how um, god is really using so much that i learned on that journey for good and then also like dis, like taking like taking off the, all the stuff that i learned that wasn't good away um but it led me kind of down this spiritual path um to finding christ really and that included ending that relationship that i'd mentioned and quitting my job and i had enough savings that you know i was going to go i went on a journey to go find the truth and i bought a van and i said i'm going to go live in the van and see if that's the freedom that i'm looking for see if that's satisfied i was still looking to the physical world to satisfy my desires I had no really like understanding of spirituality at all. Um, and I, and I, and I, I naturally felt pretty inclined to Buddhism. 
just when I was in the military uh, on Sundays, I wasn't going to go to a Christian worship deal in basic military training. So I started going to Buddhism. This was a while. This is in the past. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what, I'll give that a try. And, you know, cause on Sundays you get, you get to go to a religious, uh, worship for two hours a day on Sunday and you get to get away from the dorms and all that stuff. So I said, you know what, I'll, I'll go back to that and really explore that. Um, because once again, it couldn't be Christianity, right? Like, and, um, yeah, I, I landed in that pretty, pretty hard. And I'm the type of person that because I was on this truth seeking journey that I was pushing these spiritual practices to their limit and really seeing what they contain. And I found a lot of, uh, uh, you know, the weaknesses reveal themselves when you do that in a, in a, in a faith. And so that was my experience is that like, even though I might not have known what I was doing, I still feel like that God was seeing that I was wanting to find the truth and that things were kind of stacked against me or whatever. Hey, and, you uh, pause right there. Can yeah. you explain when you're saying you're pushing a, I guess, a belief system to the limit and then you're finding that it's not it? How, yeah. how, how would you do that? I'm trying to make sense of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Buddhism specifically, uh, I blended it with some of these new age concepts as well, which is not new age is not good. It's, it's, it's really, a it's really, a like God bless anybody that's in that, but I really recommend anybody that's in that to get out of that. Cause that's not, it's not a, it's not a good thing at all. Um, Buddhism is better than that, but, um, yeah, so pushing it to its limits would be really diving in deep on, you understand that, uh, you just start with like a rule. Okay. It's like, okay. Uh, obviously peace, like defining peace is was super important to me on my journey. And peace to me means that all, all things could be going catastrophically around you, but you can be fine. Uh, internally you're fine, even if just the world is, you know, just crumbling around you. And so exposing yourself to, uh, sufferings in life is really, is really necessary to really push these faiths to the limit and really use the spiritual practices and the doctrines that they offer to say in these challenging times, does this spiritual practice offer you the peace no matter what's going on in the physical world around you are you immune it's almost like is it inoculating you is is this vaccine gonna help you to remain peaceful during a really significant trial um and i was given a very significant trial and uh that really quickly revealed that buddhism new age any legalistic um structure is is not capable of resurrecting you from a dark place and um and that's where i met jesus christ so yeah no that that uh, was helpful that, thank you for explaining that yeah yeah i mean these things make thanks for the question because these things like make sense to to me i guess it's like yeah it's uh yeah it's uh but to continue on with that, I ended up, like I said, getting into this trial period. I was practicing Buddhism and it started kind of bleeding into new age. And that's pretty common in the Buddhist kind of realm, at least outside of like Thailand and 
in the east where mm. they really practice it. But it kind of just it, out here in the west, it kind of just comes with the territory of this new age spirituality. And anyway, I ended up uh, uh, meeting a woman while I was engaged in this. And uh, things were things were great. It's like, oh, cool. Like, here is kind of like the fruits of, I'm using Christian terms now, but at the time I was just, I wasn't using those terms, but here's kind of the fruits of uh, being spiritual and like you get to connect with people and like, cool, we have these same beliefs and it felt really great. Uh, and, and, Bless her. We have a great we have her, we have a great relationship, but the things started to come apart in that in that relationship, and uh, we also had a unexpected pregnancy as well. And so, um, but I was already recognizing that this relationship wasn't going to work very well, and we tried for a good bit of time to figure things out and I just, it just wasn't, it was very, very obvious that this was not a place where I felt like that I could be the best father to my son. And, uh, so I made a really tough decision to leave and to heal before my son was birthed so that I could actually be a, a good father. Well, at this point in time, I'm still practicing New Age and Buddhism, and I went into a deep state of despair. Very, very dark place in my life, and didn't know how I was going to be a good parent. Was all alone, didn't have a whole lot of friends, uh, and really was just kind of getting torched in this this deal and uh it was quite painful and i remember having a supervisor in the military that gave me a bible and i said you know what maybe i'll maybe i'll go to my storage unit grab that bible and like give it a read just give it a read i wasn't actually getting much out of it i think i was in just such a state of despair it's so hard for me to get it and i tried praying and it just but I remember I said, I'm going to try going to church. I'm going to just try going to church. And I said, you know, I, I was in, I landed in church a handful of times in my life, like very handful. Of, it was probably less than three times in my life that I ever stepped foot in a church prior to all of this. And I said, I had this dog back in the day. I know I'm kind of going back and forth. I'm sorry. Uh, but I had this dog back way back in the day and he died and i loved him a lot and he was a, he was a puppy when he died he was like you know it was just a young puppy he's two years old i really loved that dog he died on christmas eve and that on that year that was on a friday and i remember the next day just feeling like i i don't know why i just wanted to go to a church and i knew nothing about christianity and i found that there was a church open on saturdays and it was the seventh day adventist church so I went to the Adventist church. Uh, the preacher that was there said something that I'll never forget about Jesus. He just said, that. Jesus is, he was, he was fully man and he put his pants on the same way that we do, that we do. 
like and i don't know it seemed like like looking back on it it seemed but it connected me to jesus a little bit that was like the first time that i had this little tiny i was like oh okay cool um that was you know a year and a half prior to all this happening so i so naturally when i'm seeking out a church i was like oh i'll go to an adventist church i liked what that guy said i'll go to an adventist church uh so i ended up going and i they had a Bible study and I saw it on their website and I said, they do a Bible study for an hour prior to their Saturday service. So I said, well, I'm having a hard time reading the Bible. Maybe I'll go and ask some questions and see, see what it offers. They were in the book of first Samuel. And I can't remember what chapter it is in. I, I, but I found myself in the Bible at wherever they were reading. I saw like, a part of my life in it and i felt this really amazing connection happen it was very similar to what i experienced on that lake fishing but it wasn't as strong it was just kind of like a it was almost like i was receiving like a message that was like see i like my word my written word knows about your situation it knows about you it knows about your situation um and so I kept going to church, even though I was in despair. And I kept going and kept going and kept finding myself in this first Samuel area. I kept finding things that I'd experienced in life and kept finding, wow, there's so much wisdom in this book. And coming from a belief Buddhism that's saying, oh, we have all this wisdom. I really started to realize that I was in, in connection with the one who created wisdom who created all wisdom. And, and then I started reading uh, other books like Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, the wisdom collection. And at this time I was reading a new King James version Bible. So I didn't even have wisdom and wisdom of Sirach, which are amazing books, by the way. Um, uh, and so when that happened, the like book of Proverbs really helped me to like unplug from Buddhism like got all their wisdom from God. And like that really started like challenge my beliefs in this really beautiful way. Um, and then I started to cleanse myself. Uh, not, not because I was receiving a consolation, but, and not because I was like, had some moral thing to do. I just knew that the Holy Spirit can't dwell in the unclean. I just had this knowingness about it. And so I just started to really like focus in on my addictions and focus in. I had like a nicotine addiction. Uh, I was being promiscuous with a woman as well. And uh, I knew that those things had to stop. I just knew that that was that, that was time to 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 take this a little more seriously and that it that I had a small sliver of taste of life. And within my soul, that this was the first time that I was actually feeling something that Buddhism never offered me, something that New Age never offered me, something that I was beginning to get little tiny slivers of life. And it took about, you know, four to six months of being in despair, but I was, I, I saw some light. I felt, I felt it. And, um, and so I started to clean my act up. And then this is when things started getting really really interesting is when I started taking it seriously and starting to just 
be very obedient to God, being just like very Old Testament obedient. And I'll take, I'll give you a note too. Like at this time, I still was in disbelief about Jesus Christ. I was reading the Old Testament only. I wasn't even opening the New Testament. I was like, I love the Old Testament. I love the obedience. I love the, the, like the legalism here. I was still kind of legalistic in my approach to things. And I was like, I still don't know about this, you know, Jesus Christ uh, fellow. In my mind, he was still kind of this like mystical character that wasn't even uh, like real. What, what year before you go on? What year is this? This is happening in, this is happening in 2023. This is happening in June of 20, uh, what? Well, spring to June. June is when I ended up finding the Catholic church. Okay. Uh, Okay. I'm sorry for, for breaking you there, but, um, that's awesome. Okay. So last spring you're going through all this. Going through all this. So you're in the old, you're in the old Testament. You like the idea or you like the, the legalistic stuff that you're seeing, rituals, yeah, mosaic law. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm actually, uh, ignorantly enough, I'm I'm doing it. Like I stop eating pork. Like, like that's how silly it was. I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll follow these laws. Like I read Deuteronomy and I was like, oh, okay, I'll stop eating pork. Like this is great. <laughs> so, um and I was kind of just being very private about it. I don't know why. I think that it was just some pride, right? Like looking back on it, I think that there was like a lot of pride and maybe some shame tied there of maybe not being so open to be able to admit that I was wrong about my other spiritual practices or whatever. Like having this 180 turn, it just felt like my whole world was getting turned over. And so I think I was still kind of like latching on to, well, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it my way in a way. And so I kind of like stayed in the Old Testament and was just kind of, and it's interesting you didn't did you end up at a synagogue or did you did you no. even think of Judaism as your that's so fascinating. No. You know, the funny thing is, is on this journey, I have had this Muslim friend, bless him, he's been an amazing friend for a lot of years, actually. And I'm actually starting to get really drawn into Islam at this time. Like I'm like, wow, this because I'm I'm practicing this obedience. I'm I'm really finding that this is helping me feel better because I I mean just cleaning up your life in that way yeah having having restrictions yeah absolutely yeah it, it just feels better you feel cleaner you feel you know and that's one thing that i've learned on this journey too is like uh for anybody that's listening i'll stop here and kind of share this myth. anybody that's listening a lot of people say well why does god make us like do all these things why does god have all these rules it's not that he has these rules he has these things that he's trying to protect you from like like all these things in this world that, you know, like, oh, you freely, you know, be promiscuous over here, do this over here. Those things, those things aren't really healthy for us. And that's what I was finding. I was like, wow, I feel better not doing those things than when I was actively participating pretty frequently. Um, yeah, so anyway, this this friend of mine, he's he's kind of talking to me about Islam, but he's teaching me a lot about the virtues of God in that Old Testament way, right? In this very uh, Old Testament way, we're actually having conversations that are actually pretty good. And I would still say to this day, yeah, the more that I learn about God, I'm like, wow, these he actually had a pretty good understanding of 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 God. I I I hope that 
many Muslims find the peace and love of Jesus Christ, though, because it's the fullness of God in, in its totality. But, um, and, and so in any case, uh, this is happening. And then my son's starting to get born. And I wasn't, he was born in June. And I was still uh, an unbaptized Protestant, uh, like Seventh-day Adventist participator or whatever. I don't even know, just a person at the church. And I still hadn't really a deep belief in Jesus Christ at this time. I was, I was kind of starting to entertain the idea. I was like, huh, I wonder what, why this guy is, why this, why this, why this figure in history is so prominent. And I remember my son being born and I remember, okay, it's time to really like be a good moral character. And, and I was starting to read the New Testament at this time. But the first time that I felt an encounter with Jesus Christ, like an encounter with God was Luke chapter seven, verse 34 through 50, the sinful woman forgiven. Reading that. I actually had it read to me by the priest. He said, you remind me of this. And I felt like I wanted to read this to you. And when he read it to me, I was like, wow, this is, this is something else. And I read it over the next week and it moved me deeply. It, I felt loved and I felt very forgiven by just reading. I could just read it and I would just weep. And that went on for about three days where I just was feeling the forgiveness of God. I'd cleaned up my act a lot and was, you know, living a better life. And, and yeah, that, that was amazing to feel the love of God come into my heart and, and, and just penetrate some areas that I had no idea weren't alive. The uh, you said, I thought you said priest, and I missed the jump from participating the Protestant church. And yeah. did you say priest? No, I, I, I didn't mean to say priest. I, if I did, I, uh, okay. So was, who, I, I apologize. Who was it that introduced that, that told you to read that Luke seven? It was the pastor there. Pastor. Uh, okay. Yeah, Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If I did say priest, it's just because that's the word I'm used to. Yeah, using. yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. I just wanted to make sure I didn't miss some massive leap in the midst of that. So no, uh, no, um, no. There's no massive leap there that we missed. But um, but yeah, this is happening. That's happening, and uh, things are going great between the at this point in time too. Around my son's birth, things are actually going great between all glory to Jesus Christ between me and my son's mother mm. and and this from this place of feeling this forgiveness and like feeling the love of god and feeling like i'm witnessing god resurrect me from this really deep level of despair uh yeah it was it was it was awesome because i felt like that it felt almost though that there would be more support when i was around her I had more patience and I had more understanding and like I was just much more and I didn't even have to try in some ways. It felt like it kind of felt like that, even though I was still immature and I and like we're all still growing. Right. But 
that there was some extra support there because it was like just a like an investment right it was almost i don't know i don't even know i don't know how to describe it but it felt like i would get like an extra like boost just um a boost of graces you know <laughs> that's awesome that's so yeah cool. and so but it would go away and then i'd be like this you know just this guy where it's like oh now it's back to like this relationship with christ and then he would kind of like it felt like i was getting handed off to like the mother of my son and my son for a while and then it would kind of like I was going between these two relationships for a while and I wasn't really hanging out with a lot of friends doing a lot of things, but so I was writing a lot of this stuff down. And this is where my truth coming into the truth of the Catholic faith starts. Um, I had some pretty amazing stuff happen to me that was beginning to prove that this was real while I was still in the Adventist faith. Uh, uh, you know, I, I really, as I was cleaning myself up, I really, it's not that I would hear God's voice, but I would have like this interpretation of a message happen. And it would usually come with a really heavy consolation and, and it would be pretty wild to experience. That happened quite a few times early on. And uh, those were important as well, just to help like me move towards the light helped me to move he, he helped me he gave me everything i needed to move me towards the light and so i'm writing down some of these miracles that i've experienced you know i'm writing all this stuff down and i'm thinking wow i have this like really amazing conversion story right like i still have some like quite a bit of pride there and stuff so i'm like you know kind of self-exalting in this way and uh so I, i'm thinking like oh i'm gonna write this down and at this time you know i had this very like juvenile understanding of what actually is like amazing and like uh and something worthy of sharing or whatever and so but at this point now i'm like oh, i'm gonna write a book i'm gonna do this amazing stuff with this and i get done writing in my journal one day and i set it down and i'm all happy i'm like this is great i'm gonna have everything from this writing like oh my life's gonna be fixed like i'm gonna sell millions of books or whatever <laughs> just total self-exaltation you know just out the wazoo and uh uh i just get this really clear message that it comes in that form that i was talking about where it's almost like an interpretation of the message but it came with a consolation but it came with a feeling of seriousness too like almost like a rebuke in a way but a very gentle one it was almost like it was just kind of like a stern, like, uh, it wasn't as like loving as I'd experienced before. It was just very much like a love, but hey, you need to listen to this kind of thing. And I got this message that says, hey, how you feel about that book, your journal, that you'll get everything from it, is how I want you to feel about my church and my church is the Catholic church. And when I heard that, it was not like I heard it, but when I interpreted that message, I knew nothing about Catholicism at this point. Nothing. Nothing about it. But when I heard that, I sat down on my bed and I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I had a couple Catholic friends at the time, but they weren't evangelizing me. They just were like, yeah, we're Catholic. And like, I'd hang out with them. And uh, I had one friend that would kind of evangelize me and uh, uh, a little bit. He would just kind of share his faith with me, but it was nothing that I was interested in. I was like, yeah, that's... You know, that sounds like a cult and like all these things. But when I got that message, 
And I, and I had been taught through my journey to trust that voice and that it was proving to me through these small ways that I could trust it, that I could trust these messages and that this, that this was the voice that I was to follow. Uh, I sat down and I was like, well, I guess I got, I guess, I guess that's where I'm going to go. Um, and so I went, I just instantly made the decision to go that day. It was, a. I think it was a, I think it was on a Sunday too. I can't really remember. It might've been on a Monday, but we had a meetup at the Adventist church that I was in. And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to tell them that I'm not, that I'm going to be going to leave and I'm going to go be Catholic. I, I knew nothing about this stuff. And I just was trusting that, that really. And uh, so I went and told them and like, they were supportive and, and whatever. So a couple of them tried to talk me out of it. Um, and I just was like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do this. Like it's, it's, I trust this. I trust this in this, uh, this, that message would only come through in really important times in my life during this conversion phase. And it never was, it never was wrong if I trusted it. It never was wrong. Uh, so I did. And because I committed to something that I didn't really know about, I just started researching, 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 asking questions. And I love intellectual information, but I also love the affect of like my heart and like soul and stuff. I was very sensitive to that kind of thing. So I just found so much beauty in the Catholic faith. And I began to fall in love with jesus more because i started to see how the catholic church even though yeah it's had its problems but it reaches out in the it meets people where they're at in the way that jesus christ does in this really like beautiful way with all the like liturgical rites and like these different things to try to these different expressions of these different levels of spirituality and i found myself i found a home because i also was able to look to the saints and find myself find characteristics of myself in saints and i also found a very natural spirituality in like the carmelites i was very much because the buddhist background the carmelites were very like it was very attractive to me that within christianity you have these people that are also understanding that like hey we we can have certain attachments that can lead to complications that get in the way of our relationship with christ and so i found I started to find that it's this place that accepts all that there's so much all within the confines of Christianity, of course, uh, but it, it's just this place that like accepted me. It accepts so many different expressions of Christianity and, and, uh, and, and then like, I started going down the history route of things and starting really researching the history. And when I started to realize that, and then the book of Job was so important uh, in solidifying this because it's like, well, how can I, I came up with those questions? Like, well, how can I justify some of the wrong things that the Catholic church has done? And that's when the book of Job became so important to me because there's like this component and, and look, God can save many people. God can save people in all faiths. God's grace is not confined to, uh, to that. But the book of Job for me coming into the Catholic faith was like, well, how do I reconcile with the problems of the church? And how do I, well, Job teaches us this loyalty, right? This like unbelievable loyalty to Christ. And if Christ established the church, I can be loyal to the thing that he established, to the church that he helped establish. And 
And the problems that the church has, I can use Carmelite spirituality, the things that are very natural to me to say, if that's getting, if those politics of the church are getting in the way of me and re my relationship with Christ, I don't have to get consumed by it. Is it good for me to be aware of it? Yeah, sure. But I don't have to get consumed by it because none of that gets in the way of me and Jesus. None of it. Not a single bit of it. But if I let it get in between me and Jesus, then yeah, it does. You know, and it's like, it, I, I found this really beautiful exercise of my soul and heart there to, to really say, look, Satan's going to attack the Catholic church. And I was going through a ton of spiritual warfare too. So I was getting to know Satan as well, the bugger, but like, like, uh, like, I just, I just know that he's going to attack the truth. And that's when I started to see that, like, of course the truth is going to be assaulted by Satan. And, and like, just because the act of one person within the authority of the church or a couple people within the authority of the church or a group, even if they group up, they're not, they're not, should they be, you know, like representing the faith properly? Of course. Yeah. But if they don't, does that affect my salvation? No, no, it makes the church look bad, unfortunately, but hmm. like, and that was something that I really had to reconcile with the bottom. Like, well, okay. But through Job, and through understanding that the herd that the shepherd is leading with the church is also going to be tried through the body of the church. Like we're going to experience trials through the church. The church is going to give us trials that we need for our spiritual evolved, like evolution, you know? And, and this was really important for me. This was just so important um, in me finding that home and, and really ridding out those beliefs of, you know, like almost 30 year beliefs, 29 year beliefs of the Catholic church is not the place of truth, you know? And so it, it led me down the road where I had to be intellectually competent as well as, you know, surrendering my heart and fully surrendering my, 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 myself to Christ. And, and that's been the best move that I've ever made in my life. I'm alive inside. I feel alive inside for the first time ever and that's beautiful. so what um so you're researching the various objections that you have um trying to find answers this is happening over the summer yeah. were there any other objections that like was there one last thing that you felt you needed to make sense of before you entered rcia or were you already in rcia ask you know trying to find these answers to the difficult questions yeah so my approach to it was, was just head first in the deep end and i just figured that god was guiding me i felt so guided by god in a lot of ways that i didn't really have to question everything once i once i like took in those the book of job and like took in uh like seeing that the that individual sinners aren't responsible for the representation of the body of the, of the church. After that, I was like, well, I'll learn as I go. Sure. And that's been a beautiful experience too. I just kind of was like, you know, the church has 2000 years of wisdom of, of thinking about thinking and thinking about how humans relate to God. And, you know, there's, I was just finding myself with, it was, 
it was revealing itself as having so much wisdom in it that I really wasn't starting to question it anymore. I just was like, you know, if I do have a question, it's probably just because I misunderstand what God's trying to protect me from or that there's something outside of my wisdom and understanding yeah. that is, is important. And I, I just really kind of just dove into it. And, and uh, now I, now, now I find that, the teachings on matrimony are super beautiful, like God's plan for marriage and God's plan for intimacy. Like these things, the sacramental lens of living life, it is so life-giving. It is unbelievable. And I haven't even received any sacraments. I'm not even baptized in the church. It's like, I look to this sacramental lens of life and I'm like, this is beauty. This is absolute beauty and richness. And it's not, it's not, it takes depth to understand, like depth to feel through it and depth to kind of like, it, there, it's just, it, it's just, it's so deep and it exposes the wisdom of the church of having 2000 years of contemplation on this. And, and John Paul too was so important for me on my, on my journey too. He kept kind of like coming up and you know, revealing these types of beautiful things to me. And uh, yeah, I just found so much beauty. So I like anything that I didn't understand, I felt like I was getting the better deal because I was getting exposed to the richness of how That's God created us anyway. So I was like, yeah, but there's so much beauty here. Why would I want to abandon that? You know? That's beautiful. So, so this has just been going on the past few months then. And you're here we are in February less than two months from Easter vigil. Yeah. Praise be to God. Yes. Praise be to God. So what do your days look like now? Still doing research, still trying to surrender more and more. I think that's something you mentioned to me when we, when we grabbed coffee, but. I mean, yeah, every day, you know, you're always trying to learn how to like, for me, since like a lot of this is, is new, I, uh, Yeah, God's had some beautiful ways of like humbling me and healing me from some things that I didn't know were affecting my relationship with Christ. It's been really, his promises are real. Like if you take his promises, literally, they're real. They are real. They are 100% real. Um, especially when when you talk about like healing your heart and stuff like that, like healing your, if you let him in, he'll, he'll do it. Uh, and, um, but yeah, my days now look like, uh, they're, they're rather peaceful. I feel like that I, I went through a pretty significant, like humbling experience with Christ. And he like isolated me in some ways and like really increased my humility and reverence for him. And like, so now a lot of my, I've really found a, a, a love for scripture. And I, and I've really just been staying in that lately. It's been like, I did a bunch of research and like consumed and consumed. I'll, I'll read the catechism and scripture and find this, the correlations between the two. I really love doing that. Um, I really, there's so many beautiful connections to Genesis, to the new Testament, like, and those fascinate me. And when the Holy spirit reveals something in scripture, I love contemplative, contemplative prayer on scripture. That's, these are the things that now I've kind of refined down into is just getting to the getting to the gifts that God gave us through the apostles, through Mary, through St. Joseph, the like the, the Holy Family. 
Jesus Christ himself and salvation history. It, it, it's such a story of humanity and God in so many ways. It's so deep. And I love the depth of scripture. And I feel like that it's, uh, it's probably my favorite. It's my favorite book in the whole world now, you know? So. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Can you remind me what, when you had that interior voice, what was the, what, what was the phrase before when you knew it was time to enter the Catholic church? What was that? Yeah. It, uh, it came through as uh, how you feel about your journal is how I want, as how you should feel about my church and my church is the Catholic church. And my church is the Catholic church. Yeah. Fantastic. One other thing I wanted to ask you about is you were definitely talking about a lot of the highs in the I don't know, last eight months or so. And then you mentioned that obviously the enemy um, is going to be right there trying to yeah. snatch you away um, in any way. If you can just express maybe one, as it relates to spiritual warfare, if you can address just how real that is and perhaps how you dealt with it, because the last thing he wants you to do is read scripture, is to dig for the truth is to renounce certain ways of living, certain vices. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, great question. Thank you for the question. Um, and it's been such a pleasure being able to share on your case. So thanks for that. But, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yes, spiritual warfare is really, really real, real especially, uh, especially if you have... I want to be careful here because there right. are certain things that um, me personally, the way that I experienced it, and this might not be because I think that spiritual warfare is so tied to our emotional well-being too. It, it's it's so like I want to be careful to anybody who's listening that may need to experience some therapeutic sure. stuff. Right? Great, great disclaimer. Totally agree. Yep. 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 And so for me though. I will say for me personally, therapy ends at awareness, becoming aware of our patterns of behavior, becoming aware of, and then therapy ends for me at coping mechanisms. That's coping mechanisms and awareness. How do I become aware of my negative patterns of behavior and how do I become aware and how do I have coping mechanisms so that I can actually focus throughout the day? That's where it ended for me. The rest of it was a spiritual problem. Um, and so after that after beginning to understand my own internal woundings and my own internal like manifestations of patterns of behavior from those internal woundings i was able to define the battle lines and really start to see the battle lines and pray to have guidance through those battles and guidance through those things and uh i found that um God's light, the light at which he's trying to bring into those places, Satan will sit at your emotional wounds and poke them and manipulate you emotionally. Uh, St. Ignatius of Loyola is 
wonderful for discernment through spiritual warfare if you have emotional wounds because he teaches you to not listen to your emotions as much but to keep coming to christ um and to keep bringing the light in to illuminate how satan is using your emotions against you and satan will like change his playbook he'll flip pages in his playbook and be like well i know how to use this wound against you for this and this and this and like i can do it this way and this way and this way and you begin to if you begin to like really pay attention and journal i would say anybody that's experiencing that journal journal the tactics that are going on um a lot of people will say don't focus on satan but if you're in as deep as i was with the world telling me who i was it was kind of inevitable i kind of had to it was like i had some people say well just focus on jesus and that's that's all you need it's like these things what but what do you do when these things are getting in the way of you and jesus like what do you what do you do and so I found that bringing more Christ into my life through prayer and through asking for Christ to reveal Satan and, and, and really surrendering and saying, look, Lord, I am not afraid of suffering. I am not afraid of how you are going to illuminate this. My body is yours. Just, just deliver me from this evil. Deli I know there's evil going on within me. I know I wasn't able to like pinpoint it. Now I've got like a really good map of how my pride kind of works and how Satan is kind of obsessed with that pride. And like, how he would try to manifest that pride to perpetuate his agenda as opposed to God's agenda. Um, but one thing I would say is that it, it's, for me, it was just being solid, committed, and just having a structured prayer routine, journaling, um, and using Western therapy only to gain awareness so that I could bring God's light in to the places that needed to illuminate satan's work in my own uh, like psyche um also scripture jesus gives us many things that will help illuminate if you where your pride is and stuff like that so if you're really prayerful about jesus's words you can find these things for me personally i found myself there's a there's a section in the in the new testament where jesus says it's uh he prefers the sinner that's on the mountain beating his chest saying, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, as opposed to the Pharisee that's standing on the mountain saying, I'm glad I'm not like these people. Sure. When I read that, I said, Lord, I find myself looking at people saying, I'm glad I'm not like these people. Help me. I don't want to be like that. I want to be the sinner that's beating my chest on my knees saying, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner. But I don't feel that way. Lord, help me. When I made that prayer to him and told him, I'm not afraid of suffering and I'm not afraid of dying, like spiritually dying. I went through what is referred to as like a mortification uh, and it just it was it was pretty wild. But if you don't mind, uh, out of respect to your channel and stuff like that, there's a really good book on spiritual warfare that I'd like to share with your audience. Oh. And I have it. it's called The Catholic Warrior by Robert Abel. It's an amazing reference. Um Helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. Helped me to understand some of Satan's tactics. He, Robert Abel also writes a deliverance manual. Um, and those books were so necessary for me to help be freed from the, uh, delivered from the, like, obviously it was all glory to Jesus Christ. All glory to God. He did all of it. But we need to participate in that in that battle because also that I really fully agree with Father Father Ripperger that you learn so much about 
what cup God is trying to have you carry through battling these spiritual battles wow. as well. Like, like you are going to find God's will through going through these things and you will find God's will for you. You'll find what's written on your heart because he's going to deliver you from the evil and reveal to you the beauty that's written there before your parents even conceived you. Wow. I love it. Praise be to God. Wow. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. I, I appreciate that. Uh, what do you know when that book was written by chance? I can look into. I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I have no idea. It says um, copyright two thousand four. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah, I thought it was important to touch on that when when anyone's talking about again, it's kind of these high moments. I mean, you did discuss some of the the low low lights as well, but the importance of understanding it's a battle. You don't just walk into this new territory and lift your fists everything's great there's yeah. warfare very very real and i've had discussions not on this show but with others that have said um they how do i say this they didn't understand i guess the force the principalities that were at work until they opened their eyes and wanted to follow the truth. They simply could not see. And there's a quote from St. Cassian, I believe, if that's how you pronounce it, where he's saying the demons don't care when you're doing their work. Why would you see them? Why would you be aware of such a dominion if you are already a servant of that dominion? Yeah. And and then that's when you start to feel the, the, the pushback to say the least. Yeah. Well, that's 100% true. You know, Satan was leaving me alone all the way until, yeah. you know, just all the way until, um, and in a lot of ways in my, in, in my case, he overplayed his hand and God let him overplay his hand. It's, uh, it's, I will say this too, like like my experience with it, battling the spiritual warfare, my faith was strengthened through it and the fruits of it on the tail end of it. Obviously, it, there's always going to be little battles here and there, but the major battles, Jesus Christ already won those, you know, it's yeah. done. And like, you'll find so much strength in your faith and so much, just so many, so many gifts through those, through those sufferings. Yeah. So much. Um, okay. I want you to, maybe we can land the plane with this. Think of people that are potentially, they're, they're thinking about entering RCIA. Yeah. What would you say to them? I know that's incredibly broad, but what would you say if you had a group of people, you don't know their backgrounds, you just know that they all are interested. They're exploring. Yeah. Yeah. I would say um, ask questions and find find a consistent source that seems to answer your questions in a way that you can understand. I think that scrupulosity is a real thing. And uh, if you start getting information from too many sources, it can, it can enhance that. And you can start to become confused and you open yourself up to Satan trying to take you away from the truth and take you away. So I'd say like, 
a handful of resources that are trusted resources that many Catholics would agree with, like Father Mike Schmidt, and like these very well-known resources, they might not answer all of your questions, but there's so many rogue preachers out there on YouTube and on social media. If yeah. you if you're seeking any form of Christianity, but if you're specifically if you're pursuing the Catholic faith, refine where you're getting your information from and how you're getting your questions answered. And, and that will help you a lot. Slim it down. Talk to your local priest, but also know he's a fallible man. Like he might not have all the answers for you. They're very intelligent. And they're very spiritual people, but they might not have all the answers. And you might have to pursue some things, find a good mentor. Uh, and 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 um, and just realize too that uh, God's grace is not limited. He looks into your heart. He doesn't look into the am I making the right decision by entering a certain faith, one faith or the other. He sees like he's gonna like for me personally. I can only speak to me personally, but like I get the sense from God that like he's seeing your your pursuit of His love your pursuit of him and where that lands you. I don't, I personally don't feel like that you'll be condemned if you end up in a place that as long as you gave your heart to Christ at the end of the day, that's, that's important. But I do think a sacramental life is also really important too. So well, well, well said, absolutely. And only, you know, if you're holding something back in that journey, I mean, it's the same as it, it, the, the confessional. It's like, oh, I, I said everything. Well, yeah, you know, if you have something, yeah. you know. So I'd yeah. say the same. I what your advice is fantastic for those that are considering. Yeah, I would I would just piggyback and say, you know, when we say, Oh, I've given it all, I've said that statement. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Or like in when I would play basketball in high school, uh, the coach I wanted him to believe that I was running as hard as I could because I didn't want to yeah. go throw up afterwards. And so I would start moving my arms, like, I mean, like a lunatic. And yeah. he started to see through it. It's like, yeah. you're just not running that fast and yeah. you're not giving it your all. And so yeah. only we can answer that question and we know if we're holding something back. And so that's what I'd say is like, if you can get to that place where you're saying truly, empty me i i am yours that kind of thing with full sincerity is very difficult to do but that's my prayer for anyone that's that's looking um to to pursue the fullness of the faith so yeah 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 and you'll find a lot of beauty in it too if you come into the catholic faith like it's there's a lot of there's a lot of those and well said too eddie but there's a lot of those like misnomers out there or misconceptions and there is some ugly blemishes on the history of the catholic faith as well but there's also a ton of beauty and wisdom that she teaches and and i think that those that are coming in like there's a lot to look forward to there's a lot to not be afraid of there's a lot to be like really excited about yes know? yes Agreed. Um, anything you want to end with, Taylor? It's been fantastic. No, I think I think that like yeah, I, I feel good. So yeah. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much again. Uh, really appreciate it, everyone. Please, again, share this video, comment, and subscribe. And until next time, take care and God bless.